Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekday Wars of Wrestling for the April 18, 2017. I am Eric Clancy, joined as always by Mr. Badger Kelly. Um, we are presented by TheBrainAndSore.com. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today, pal? Uh, doing doing great. Uh, have you, just quick question, sidebar, have you read, like, the new uh, Thrawn book that just came out for Star Wars? No, I started the, um, oh God, what was it? I started a, an expand, a newer expanded universe one that takes place right after Return of the Jedi, but I got like 10 pages into it, then I got distracted by something. So, no, I was haven't that read after that? I think maybe, probably. Yeah, I read that one. I didn't like it too much, but the Thrawn book's really good. So Okay, cool. Did it just come out, or? I think it just came out like two weeks ago. I just got my copy like two days ago, so... Uh, it's really, really new. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, why don't we um, chat about... Um, why don't we chat about Raw that just happened? SmackDown's happening tonight. Um, did you happen to see the show, Patrick? I did. Um, didn't leave much of an impression on me except for the ending. Yeah, which they, they'll they'll try to do that every, like, you know, four years. Once or a whatever. decade. Yeah, 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 I guess once a decade, yeah. Because um, the first time was Brock and Big Show. Yes. And the second time? Was Big Show and Mark Henry. So it's always Big Show. Yes, it has to be Big Show, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I will say this, though. They did put a nice tweak on it by having Braun get up and walk out under his own power. And, like, he was the one that stood victorious by the end of it. So it made him look like a monster. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought the I thought the booking of Braun for this whole show was pretty great um um Last i do it's been great yeah i i do hate that like big show comes over he's like pick on somebody your own size i wish braun Strowman had said i did i beat you already uh, you know like like they, <laughs> that was of course the um i'm sure they went to the well because that that popped a, a rating so they wanted to do it again but um like you know, Big Show's this—he's—he's uh, he's the proverbial genie out of the bottle because they—they they want all these—they want to do all these things to Big Show, but they don't want to have to earn anything from it. Like you know, once you slam Andre, quote unquote, slam Andre, because obviously he's been slammed many times before on house shows. But once Hogan does it, you know, on a big mm-hmm. stage and people can see it, it's like you can't really do it again. I mean, you can, but it's not going to be as big of a deal. You know, when Cena. AA's the big show, 
like yeah. and then he does 45 it again. times before yeah, it, it's not as it's not as impressive so they love doing stuff like that and as opposed to like like let's say you have a giant wrestler and you want somebody to slam him or beat him or whatever i don't know so you want them to do an act to him i don't know what it is but you want them to do something so you have them do it and then like the way it means something if you want it to be done again you have for the next however long you have that act not be able to be done on that character, on that monster. So let's say you want Big Show to be slammed. Okay, so he gets slammed by someone, and they're like, oh, it's great. To build that back up again, you have to have the next few people try to slam Big Show, and they can't do it. And for a long time, he doesn't get slammed, and people can't do it. That's why when somebody finally does it, you've told us, no, 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 yes. That's how wrestling should go. It should be go, no, 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 yes. And the yeses are so much better because they happen um, so sporadically. Whereas real wrestling, I'm not sorry, not real wrestling, but De- Vince's wrestling is yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 Yeah, exactly, which is like the dumbest thing in the world. Like I, And people like his fans are so like Stockholm Syndrome into that crap that they're just like, yeah, it's a great idea, yeah. Screw all current storylines. We just need to have people cheering when we leave. Like, I mean, if if any other narrative form took that path, we'd be calling them complete morons. But when Vince does, they're like, no, no, it's good for his paying audience. I'm like, all right, you know. I mean, you don't care. It's funny because he doesn't care about all sorts of other tenants. He doesn't care about, oh, the champion has to be on the show or, you know, this or that. But he does care about that one, so there you go. Um, (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) That's one of those things where Vince's resources and his reach is the cause of his success and not necessarily the quality of the product. Yeah, yeah. And I that mean, goes all the way back to the 80s, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get more money, more um, visibility. Yeah. So, um, All right, so let's go through the show here. Um, so Strowman came out. We kind of talked about that. Um, Reigns is out, but I guess I heard he was injured, but now it looks like He'll be back in time for payback. So the Reigns and Strowman is going to be the big match on that show. Well, and what I've heard, and it's kind of sad, I've heard that Reigns was taking time off because Rosie passed away. But, interesting. When did Rosie pass away? Because I know I saw I think, the news today. I think, like, last night or earlier today. Okay, because we because from what I understood, Reigns got legit injured in that attack last week. Yeah, but I don't know, like, um, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that, but I don't know, like, what kind of, like, health-wise, like, what kind of shape Rosie was in, and they were just, the family was just kind of expecting it, so they were all kind of, like, I, I don't know, huddling together to kind of say goodbye before it happened. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, well, so Reigns is going to be back um, at the pay-per-view, it looks like. Um, and you're hoping Which is good. Strong- it sells the injury. Yeah, it does, which can, because previously they're just like, oh, he's kind of injured, he'll probably be back next week, you know, and they're, in their classic, like, Cena booking. Um, John Cena so stumbles this, out there after getting, after the spotlight. That's our favorite yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Bits. I like Triple H falling out of the car in the forklift and, uh, or the crane, and then coming back the next night. That's always great. I think they gave it a week, but which even then, that's like, seriously? I think didn't he? I thought he came back the next night. 
No, I remember Stephanie came out the next night and Austin like verbally berated her and like humiliated her and stuff. And then Triple H came back the next week. Is that when he took off her shirt? No. You know the episode I'm talking about, though, right? Um, I actually don't remember that. I feel like that's something I would remember. He like rips off her. It was right after she got a boob job. He like it was in the the, the fall of 2000. He like rips off her shirt and her like so she can show off her boobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really happened, I promise. Uh, um, so okay. hopefully this leads to Strowman and Lesnar, which, um, I mean, I think would be super cool. As long as, like, I, I, think, agree. I think that's a situation where Strowman should go. Or, I mean, you like, I say, I feel like we say this every goddamn year. You've got to cash in those Lesnar chips at some point, and it can't be for Reigns. I mean, Part of me is like, oh, I guess like they're probably just going to do that. But man, I mean, it, it, like if Strowman's the champ, and I guess then they want to build to Strowman and Reigns at SummerSlam, then you know, I mean, then you could have Lesnar work with guys like Rollins and, and Balor, which I think are on the table. But uh, man, I, I I think it's just I I hate when they like cut a guy's legs out from under him when he's like starting to to glow. And Strowman, it's just like like. Dude, what like? <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope they they do right by him, and he's not just a monster to be fed to someone. I get that he's gonna get fed eventually, but he can be more than that. You know, you could have a legit mm-hmm. top dude that you can just protect him, protect him like they they generally have been protecting him. I mean, I wouldn't have had him lose to um, Reigns at uh, at uh, whatever the fucking Fast Lane or whatever. Fast what show lane, was yeah. That? yeah, Fast Lane, yeah, yeah, um, but. He's generally been protected. I mean, just do that. Protect a guy. Like, it's amazing what happens when they actually legit straight up protect a guy, not just, like, everybody 50-50 booking, but when they do protect a guy. Like, look at Undertaker. Look at Cena. Look at, like, those guys, like, get over in spite of anything because they're protected so well. And I'm not saying yeah, you guys ever... Yeah, those part-timers that always get the big spots because they're the real stars and these 50-50 guys that are there all the time. They they don't get the benefit of that because they're not as special and it's because of booking reasons like that. Yeah, I always love that. Um, they I guess somebody asked they they had like a Q and A or something with Triple H on some thing and and somebody asked him about um this was like a few months ago about fifty fifty booking and he's like you know that's just something that people invented on the internet and I was like no it's not a and he's and then he's, he's like oh, how's your territory doing I'm like I don't know but yours has less viewers than ever so maybe your that idea sucks you know <laughs> yeah and I mean it, re- it really does I mean like raw and has less viewers than ever and they're just milking the hardcore. They're milking people like us, you know? And, like, oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll pay for the network. I mean, there's a ton of shit on there that I like to watch. And your your um, your marketing strategy of just having a ton of stuff for hardcore fans is great. I'm not going to complain because that's what I am. But, like, don't act like you're some ultra super popular thing that everyone's watching. It's, it's not the case. So, And, I mean, I think 50-50 booking is a key thing. And, I mean, you're not competing with anyone anymore. You can fucking put squash matches on. You don't have to have everybody versus everybody every night, you know? It's like, I know I've been saying that for years, but that's the solution. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, drop- the example we keep go- Sorry to cut you off, but I think the, the example we keep going back to is Game of Thrones. Large cast of characters, 
You don't see everybody in every episode. And the Starks are always the underdogs. They have to, like, fight to achieve something. And every little victory they get means something. Like when Arya got her sword back, I remember that was, like, one of my favorite moments in the show. And because they had built it up so well, and it meant something to her, and it felt earned. It's not like, you know, they, they don't send the fans home happy a lot on that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, not much is earned. It's just it's this instant gratification. For Vince, who likes to complain about millennials, he certainly loves having his product just be instant gratification with no, with nothing earned. Um, all right, so let's keep moving here. Um, we had Samoa Joe versus Chris Jericho. Um, Rollins is on commentary. Um, Joe beat Jericho clean, which I thought was probably a good idea. Um, I mean, it was a match, like... Wasn't bad. I seem to be it's saying like, that a lot about Samoa Joe matches. It was, it was there. I'm not saying it was bad, but yeah. And Jericho, you know, he's just you can see he's just like a step slower. You know, he's just like it's fine. I'm you know you know uh, yeah. Who was what it was <laughs> like like you know Owens Owens and Rollins should probably go over. You know, those are the the dudes. Oh, that without probably question. Win. Yeah. Um, Anderson and Gallows fought. Um, Enzo and Big Cass um, for the 90th time. Who I grow time. more and more tired of every week. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's yeah, like, well, to me, Enzo and Cass have got to, like, they, they've just got to have the stuff in the middle that that isn't soft and isn't um, my name is Enzo Amore. That's the stuff that's got to pull you in, because the rest of it, you're just going to be the New Age Outlaws, and you're going to have a shelf life. Um, that said... People keep talking about, oh, break them up, break them up. I'm like, that is the worst idea ever because, number one, Cass is, like, not very good on the microphone. He needs a guy like Enzo, and Enzo is pretty fucking terrible in the ring, and he needs a guy like Cass. So they kind of complement each other really well. It's just, you like, they, they fall into this New Day, New Age Outlaw situation where it's like, oh, they're over, and the audience kind of eats up everything they say, so we don't we don't have to put a lot of thought into it, and that starts to shine through eventually. Yeah, and I think that we, we keep comparing these guys to what they were like in NXT, and they used to do so many like backstage things, like their, the stuff they did with Carmella, I thought was all really funny and really great, and I wish we could get stuff like that. In fairness, I, I will say, in fairness, Enzo and Kaz aren't that far removed from what they were in NXT. You can see in NXT they'd have a shelf life. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And they, 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 they were spaced out enough that you didn't see them every week. So there is that. But, like, it, it's not like a situation. Oh, we knew that that was going to be the thing when they came up to the main roster. It's like, yeah, it's great once a month on NXT, but once a week on Raw, it's going to get old. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a Tyler Breeze thing where it's just, like, complete disconnect. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, then we had um, Miz and Maurice uh, had Dean Ambrose on Miz TV. I thought this segment was like hot fire. I, I thought I thought, um, I thought thought Miz's promo was great. I thought Ambrose's promo was great. I thought it was one of those situations where I thought they had um, an ounce of truth in all of it, and it worked really well. I thought Miz's stuff about Ambrose being lazy – and complacent, which is probably true. I mean, if you look at Ambrose's offense, it's kind of boring. He's kind of been resting on his laurels for a while. Um, you know, I think they probably feel that way about him. Um, so, so I thought that was, and I like the idea of Miz saying, you know, I try to, 
I try to elevate us where you set us back. Like I, I like I like that both guys kind of have a point of view. And and Ambrose's promo I thought was was great. I thought it was some of the best motivation I've seen from him in a while. Where he said, you know, he's like, you talk about brands. I don't know what a brand is. He's like, I'm just Dean Ambrose. I like to fight, and um, <clears throat> and that's why I'm the champ. And you should know because I beat you for it. And it had some fire to it. And um, you know, I, I I thought this stuff was really good. I thought this was. I mean, except just Strowman in general, I thought this was probably the best thing on the show. I agree. I like this as well. Miz is a guy that, you know, I, the, moving him to Raw almost feels like the WWE rewarding him for what he was able to do on SmackDown. I mean, yeah. this guy, over the last year or so, has just had a career renaissance where he's just uh, kind of revitalized himself. And every time he grabs a stick, I mean, he says something really good. Yeah, the biggest problem with putting Miz on Raw is – the crowded He's, heel scene. Yes, and also the fact that it's just not built for a guy like him to be a top guy. Like, if he had remained on SmackDown, he could feud with Orton. He could feud with Nakamura. And you can buy it. You can buy him hanging with both those guys. Now he goes here, and it's a little bit difficult to buy him with, Rain, with I'm sorry, with uh, Lesnar, and to a degree Reigns. Um, it, it's just... It's just a difficult spot. I, I would have kept him on SmackDown for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you get Lesnar out of the way. But it's just there's, yeah, there's so many heels. There's so many just big guys. And Miz isn't small, but um, that's what they've got on Raw. So I, I think that works against him there. But I thought this is but good. But think... title level, I mean, that's, you know, he did really well with it last year. So I, I don't yeah. mind having him as, like, the top mid-carder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had Perkins against Gallagher. Um, Gallagher and Perkins are kind of doing this this cold cold war situation for Aries and Neville in this proxy war of domino states. Um, Perkins won over Gallagher, um, and uh, Aries got kind of screwed with Neville coming in and attacking him. Um, I think they're going to do – I guess they're doing Perkins and Aries tonight on 205 Live. Um, I, I wonder I, – it feels like to me they're going to just have Aries go over at the pay-per-view, whereas I think Neville should continue to win and just keep going over people until a, a younger, newer star is able to take him out. But I feel like they're just – they're going to have Aries go over at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I feel that way too, and I'm kind of with you. I wish they'd uh... – and maybe if they really struck fire with one of the new cruiserweights, I mean, we all like Jack Gallagher, um, he, but he's already kind of had a shot. I'm waiting yeah. for like one of the cruiserweight guys to really like catch on and then get pushed up the rankings to eventually. Yeah, Neville. I, I agree, and I think like this is something WWE hardly ever does anymore when they have a champion who's doing well. And I think Neville is that kind of champion. You could just let him sit sometimes. You don't have to change the belt just because it's in the plans. You know, like I feel like mm-hmm. in the old days they'd be like, oh, "Let's wait till a guy like catches fire and then." see what we can do with them. And, like, right now, nobody's really catching fire. I mean, yeah, Aries is there, but I think Aries is, like, 36, 37 or something. He's not, like, he's not the future of what you want this to be. So I feel like, I don't know, you could do something. Maybe maybe if you want to rebuild Perkins and have him as kind of, like, Neville second and you can do an eventual split with them. Or, I don't know, maybe Cedric Alexander comes back and they, they do something with him. Is he you know, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. Okay. Um, I don't know. But, um, I mean, hopefully Neville and Aries will have a good match at the show. I feel like, I mean, they had a pretty good one at Mania, so 
Um, and they'll actually be on the, the show, hopefully, this time. So <laughs> make the Cruiserweight title feel a little bit more important. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, we had a fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the Raw women's title. Um, with four out of the six uh, women that are actually in the division on Raw. It was Alexa Bliss, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Nia Jackson, Mickey James. By process of elimination, I figured they were going to do Bliss on this because they're not doing Sasha and Bailey yet. I think they're saving that for SummerSlam. They're not doing mm-hmm. Nia and Bailey again for two reasons. Number one, they just did the feud. Number two, Nia needs to work on being more safe and not dropping people on their necks. And yeah. um, I don't think they see Mickey in that spot, although I do think Mickey would be a good... I think she'd be somebody good for Bailey to work with. Um, so I guess Alex is the best. I mean, she just came over. She, she was in her hometown. She was hugely over. So I thought that was a, a good idea. I did think this match was fucking hot garbage though. Um, I'll be honest. I was kind of half paying attention to this cause I was with you. I just kind of assumed that Alexa was going to go over. Um, well, I felt yeah, like they were I'm... like hitting their, their, their limbs were like pillows and they were like just lightly tapping each other. It was just not good. Yeah, maybe they were, were, I don't know, maybe they were scared of Nia Jax after last week. So it's like, all right, go soft, girl. Maybe, maybe that, yeah, it could be. Then we had Finn Balor and Kurt Hawkins. Um, Hawkins did his 2011 Heath Slater gimmick and um, got squashed by Balor. I'm glad to see Balor back because, you know, he had been injured um, by Jinder Mahal's super safe punching him in the face <laughs> stuff. So glad he came back. Um Got a quick win over Hawkins. I think it's important to kind of reestablish him and get him into a groove with the audience. I mean, he's pretty over, but, you know, with the raw mainstream audience, you kind of got to, like, condition them for shit. So, I, yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was, like, he, he should have gone over. Like, yeah, so. Um, and, you know, I like squash matches. Yeah, 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 me too. Um, we had Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. Um, the Hardys semi the doing pop the... Gets... It gets lower and lower every week. Well, they're going to do the gimmick now. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're working out a deal with Anthem um, to get the characters. Um, I mean, you you hear Matt in the interview basically essentially talking like Broken Matt Hardy occasionally. Um, So they're going to do that. Um, It'll just be a uh, how do we we get to that point? So... um, I mean, I you know, it was fine. I mean, Jeff's, like, fat and old, and, you know, you could definitely see he's he is not at Cesaro's physical level. But, you know, they had him go over. Um, I think it's, you know, I think Cesaro and Sheamus are probably the best opponents for the Hardy Boys at this point because, I mean, Enzo and Cass are not it. Anderson and Gallows, I'm sure, are fine. They're just not as good in the ring as Cesaro and Sheamus are, so... I mean, I, this is probably the Although best Although they've been devalued to such a degree. That... Oh, my God, I know. That doesn't hurt at all. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about bad booking. I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, did you see uh, Did you see NXT this week? Uh, this week, um, uh, are you talking about the episode where Nakamura had a show Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that. All right, yeah. Well, what, what did you think I was talking about? <laughs> I was trying to think, has this week's episode already happened? I don't know. I can't remember. No, no, I forget which night it's on. Tomorrow night, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so we had... Um, um, I 
thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, I like uh, had... Drew McIntyre's oh, little my match God, there. With... Dude looked amazing. He <laughs> looked like, incredible. Like, Holy crap. Oh, my God. Such a star. Like, I mean, his time away has served him so well. And he's just like, he's, his look is great. He's in fantastic shape. Um, just, he, he looked great. Like, I, I can't overstate how great he looked. And he is exactly what they need. I mean, people may not want to say, and I Nakamura in his matches with Bobby Roode finally was like, hey, I'm going to try again. Because he was just going <laughs> through the motions with Joe. I'm sorry, um, but he was. Um, yeah, those and, matches were not that great. No, they were not. Uh, McIntyre was just like he motivated. He looked good. His work was good. I, I he was such a breath of fresh freaking air. Um, and I'm like, there's a legit NXT has a legit top guy, a legit top guy because Rude. Like he needed heel, people to work with. Yes, and from a heel perspective, Rude is fine because like. He's basically just got the theme song, and that's kind of like, I mean, his work is fine. It is what it is, but it's just like his entrance takes so long, and, you know, but, like, having a guy like McIntyre is just, it's, if they weren't going to keep Dillinger down there, which was really the only odd, the only thing to do, because he's really the only true overface they have down there, uh, this <laughs> was such a great move. So I, I thought I thought he looked fantastic. Oh, and by the way, Cassius Ono, not the answer. <laughs> so no. Finding a new face for Rude to work with. He is, what the fuck happened to him? He got fat. Like, it's funny because Triple H says, like, you, you need to lose some weight. And he's like, oh, I get And then he didn't do it. And then Triple H is like, okay, you're fired. And that's why he was fired. They have him there now just because NXT needs people in it. But, like, I mean, it's... He just he's what fat. he is. He's, yeah, he's not like uh, yeah. I agree. He's 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 fat and he's not particularly like his work has not been particularly good since he's been back. Let's let's be honest. Um, and I could almost go with it if it were like an Adrian Adonis thing. It's like okay, you're fat now. We're just gonna make you. We'll change your gimmick and make you a crossdresser. So at least it like plays to like a new character or anything. He's still like being presented as like a world class top athlete. I'm like no. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> no. running to the buffet. Um. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. So, on this episode of um, of NXT, Aleister Black looks so much better than he did at the pay-per-view. Oh, well, the pay-per-view match was bad because it was like, uh, I almost like dominated him, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is not how you debut somebody. Here, he just super kicked a bitch. And it was like, okay, Yeah, cool. no, the, the finisher was great. It, like, that kick could not have looked any better. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um... Speaking of new guys, uh, McIntyre's opponent, that One Lorcan guy, he's had a lot of matches recently where it's like, okay, that dude has, like, no personality and it's kind of boring, but I feel like he's, like, desperately trying to get noticed because he's been having, like, these really high-impact crazy matches lately. Yeah, well, you I mean, he's been around for, like, a year. Yeah. He's uh, just now starting to get, like, on TV and stuff, though. No, but he's been there for a while. He, he, he beat, um, he was feuding with the... the uh, Andrade. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And before that, he he was in the um. Who did he beat? He beat Dillinger in like July. Matches. He he beat Dill. He was like feuding with Dillinger in like July. Really, I have no memory of that. Or June. No, it was, remember they introduced him, and you thought Ty was going to beat him, and then 
he lost, and that was when Ty started to get his, like, he's like, I need to, like, work on my stuff. And then he started beating people, and then he got his match at, at uh, Brooklyn, and he beat um, uh, he beat Blake, or, yeah, he beat, beat, beat Blake. Um, so, so, yeah, he's been around for a while. Oh, I did. I didn't notice him until around December time. Yeah. Um, DIY beat um, Dylan Miley and Michael Blaze, and it looks like they're going to make Dylan Miley into a star. I think that's the guy's name, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he's he looks intimidating. I I would consider changing that name because that sounds. Oh yeah, like. I know. Like I wish they wouldn't. They've always done that. They're always like, here's your random frat guy name. Like, could you call him like Titan or like Colossus or I don't know? Give him a fucking cool name or something. I don't know. Um, it's like they. I don't know. It's like they take like. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good show. It was a better show than it had been recently. Um. They're getting some they're they're getting some people in there and I don't know they need to either keep people down there longer and it's funny because dudes need to be down there longer like I mean uh, oh not Jax I mean he's a prime example of that yeah well you know yeah and I mean like like you look at Apollo Cruz like that dude was not ready to go up there I mean yeah work wise no. okay but character wise not even there like. You want to see a fully formed character who's ready to go up? Ty Dillinger. That's that's it. You know, like like that, like like I mean Nakamura already pretty much was who he was, but like you gotta really have like your shit together. Like Almas, they're, they're gonna put Almas up there. He's not ready yet. I mean, work wise, he's probably there, and he's getting better with his heel character. But I don't, I don't think he's there yet. I mean, Eric Young's there, but Eric Young's been around forever, so he knows what to do. You know, like. They, they think if they can, like, work a match, it's, like, fine, and some of them can and some of them can't, but you need to, like, like have a sense of your character. And there's, like, you know, they brought up Apollo Crews. Baron Corbin was a guy who, who did get his character down, and they brought him up, and he was ready. But, I mean, some of these guys, like Apollo Crews, like... Um, uh, and so I would say Corbin was kind of the opposite, where his character was ready, but his in-ring, it's like, yeah, it probably needed a little work. But, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. were able to work around that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, they like, they need talent desperately, so desperately on the main roster that they're like, well, you know, um, they're pulling them up so quickly, so. I'm shocked that Asuka hasn't been pulled up yet. I guess it's because they just don't want to have her get beat yet, uh, and drop the title, but it's just, I figured that they wouldn't be able to resist the urge to just move her up to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you, um, I feel like they need to they need to have something for that NXT women's division though before they do it because I mean they got like Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. I mean Liv Morgan is so like is not improving like she's just staying where she is. Um, Aaliyah's kind of at that same spot. Um, uh, I haven't even seen that Tough Enough girl that I can't remember what her name is. She's like Greek. She's got like a UFC gimmick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I forget her name, but um, I mean, Nikki's Nikki's kind of there. I mean, I would say Nikki's like, like of all the new that. girls they brought up, she's probably the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, her work's pretty good. I like her. I, I mean, she lives her character. She's in there, and you like, you like believe that she's a nut, though. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like. I, 
I don't, yeah, I think they really want Asuka there to anchor that and have an attraction because, I mean, like, Ember's not even there yet. Like, she's she's no. got to she's got to work on some stuff. So, like, and I remember, it is development. They are supposed to develop these, these people. So, like, I mean, I hate, I, I think rushing them hurts them more than anything because then you just got to, like, I don't know, they flounder and they get released or you send them back down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that when they moved all the – they took so many of the NXT girls and just moved them up to the main roster during the split. Uh, like, Nia Jax was not ready. Uh, Carmella and Alexa probably more ready, but they could have used a little bit more time in NXT to kind of solidify yeah. themselves. Yeah, well, you talked about it when it happened. You you thought Carmella and Alexa were going to be the next – would be the next – To kind of take over, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean – you know, uh, Carmella needs work on her ring ring work. I mean, her character's, like, okay. Um, I don't think she ever kind of got the scrappy baby face thing down. Um, and, uh, I mean, Alexa's, Alexa's good. Um, but, you know, like, it wouldn't have hurt her to be down there a little longer, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she looks great, and she's much better as a heel than she was as a face. But, again, yeah, yeah a little bit more experience would have been good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'll tell you one guy who's, like, totally ready, and it's so funny because everybody thinks he's, like, terrible, is, is Elias Samson. Samson is so, like, like, <laughs> like ready for what they need him to be, and, like, he's one of the dudes that's like, yeah, you're probably good to go, you know? Well, he's, like, he plays the gimmick convincingly and does well for what they ask him to do. I mean, they never really... No, he's never, he's never, like, he's never, like, blown my socks off with a match, but, like, there's never really been an opportunity for him to do that. Yeah, know? he typically just gets squashed. And I think there's an interesting, um, mainly through his performance of it, I think there's an interesting character in there that they're not really tapping into. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I guess that's that's it then, right? Um, anything else we should chat about? We can't talk anything New Japan because Patrick's taking forever to watch everything. I know. Uh, blame my internet service and the Easter weekend that kept them from fixing it right away. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. We'll we'll be able to talk about it next show. I keep hearing the show's amazing. So It's a great show. It's a really – it flows really well. It's like a three-and-a – Oh, three-hour, ten-minute show, but it doesn't feel like it. You know, it it goes really well. Um, this shows typically do, and that's one of the things. Like comparing it to WrestleMania, like you, if you look at Wrestle Kingdom and then watch WrestleMania, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's like four hours or so, but I typically don't feel it by the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I think we're good. Um, like to thank everybody for joining us. As always, we definitely appreciate all of your support. Uh, but for Mr. Patrick Kelly and Mr. Eric Clancy, which is me, we are signing off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.